Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Friday Finds for Friday, September the 8th, 2023. I'm Lynn Schneider, and I thank you so much for joining me today. So what is happening these days with Clubhouse? Now, Clubhouse was sort of a social platform that was wildly popular during the pandemic, especially for those of us in the blind community. We use the platform to connect and to kind of help us get through the pandemic by hanging out with friends. And it was really a great place to just be with people during that time when we had to be socially distanced. We at least had some companionship through the internet. Now, since the pandemic has ended, Clubhouse has plummeted in its usage and people are not really using the platform nearly as much. I know myself, I haven't been on Clubhouse in quite a while and I was previously quite active on the platform. So of course, Clubhouse also has gone through some changes where they've had layoffs and they've tried to restructure, they've tried to redo things, they've tried clubs and things like that. And unfortunately, the revenue stream is, you know, kind of drying up because people are not using the platform as much. So Clubhouse is trying to reinvent itself. And one of the ways they're doing that now is that they're implementing in their newest app, a program or, I don't know, a feature called chat. And the idea behind chat is that it's sort of like an an Instagram story, audio story, where you start a chat with a voice message, and then you share it with your friends, and they can add their voice messages to, um, I guess, this chain of voice messages. And now Clubhouse says that they're not going to give up the original audio rooms like they used to have. So those things will stay. But according to one of the articles I read, um, the author was saying that the new Clubhouse app has sort of buried the, um, the, the traditional audio rooms and is really, really trying to push this chat system. And I think what this illustrates really well is exactly what we talked about last week, which was that people are desiring more of a closed community of people. People do not necessarily want to broadcast to a lot of strangers, a lot of people they don't know. So people will have their circles, social circles, And they will want to keep their posts within those social circles. So Clubhouse is, I think, you know, riding that that wave right now of people don't necessarily want to be in great big rooms full of people talking. They would rather have their own people to hang with. So I don't know if this particular change is going to bring Clubhouse the popularity um, that it needs to continue to be a viable platform. It's going to be very interesting 
And one of the things I would be interested to see is how this is going to affect, you know, the organizations like ACB that use Clubhouse for a lot of their meetings. I know uh, one of the craft um, groups that I'm in, uh, we use Clubhouse. We try to stream in Clubhouse as well. So I don't know. They say the app, the new app updates really look different. And you you have this chat tab. Um, it's not in the in the home tab. It's it, its own tab. And apparently, I'm sort of thinking that there's a platform out there that does exactly what Clubhouse is trying to do. But I could be wrong about that. So yeah, it'll be interesting to see as time goes on what happens with Clubhouse. They've they really were quite popular, and I think it's just kind of sad in a way to see what has happened. But I think that Clubhouse was available, made itself available, and became popular at a time when people really needed that particular type of system. Um, and now people are busier. They're out more, they're going to school, and there are other platforms that they're hanging out on, like Discord and and places where they can have those small communities. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see as time goes on, you know, what happens with Clubhouse. So, Now, if you've used Windows for any amount of time, as I have, you know that there are, or maybe you don't know this, but there are two word processing applications on the Windows platform. One of them is called Notepad. Notepad is the basic text editor, and a lot of us like that app because when we need things to be in plain text, this app really, really takes care of that. Um, you know, it's one of those things where it just does what it's supposed to do, and it doesn't have a whole lot of bells and whistles. Then you move on to WordPad. Now, WordPad has been in Windows for almost 30 years. And it is, it goes a step, a few steps above Notepad. Um, WordPad is, I used to use it to actually open Word documents. Like if I had an email attachment that was a Word document, if I didn't have Microsoft Office or if I didn't have Microsoft Word then I would use it. It's also really good for um, opening and editing RTF documents, RTF files. So people did use it for that reason. So it did have some formatting. It, it was kind of basic, but apparently people just weren't really using it. And Microsoft has decided that they are not going to update it and as a matter of fact, they are going to be removing it from Windows 12. So, fond farewell to WordPad. And our last story for today is one that I'm really happy to report. And it comes from the website portsmouth.co.uk. And it's regarding the retailer M&S which is Marks and Spencer. So some employees, one in particular, had the idea of making Braille gift cards. And she got together with five of her colleagues and they submitted it to 
the company's suggestion box where employees could suggest different ideas and it would go to the CEO for consideration. So they decided that they would submit this idea of having Braille gift cards. And now I think the article was saying that they have a birthday gift card, but it the way that it's explained is that the actual information that a person would need would be embossed on the card itself. And this is really neat because I know that many of us in the blind community have experienced the situation where around the holidays we will get gift cards. And like most people, we really love gift cards. But if the gift cards are not digital, meaning that we don't get them by email or text message or something, it means that the card itself has to be scanned with the camera. Now, sometimes you will just get really lucky and it will scan, but then sometimes for various reasons, it just won't scan well. And as you know, some of the barcodes on the gift cards can be really long with letters and numbers. And so what tends to happen is that we have to wait for sighted assistance. And contrary to popular belief, blind people don't always have sighted help around for these things, or they have to wait to get someone to read it or help us, you know, enter the code into the box. And it really takes some of the joy away from the gift card itself when you have to go through that. I think I have a few gift cards myself in a drawer that I haven't been able to use. And it's unfortunate because I'm, I've, I haven't been able to scan them successfully. So it's a matter of just getting somebody to read the information off of it and help me get it put into the website. So the Braille gift card is just awesome. And I really hope that, you know, other retailers will follow suit and we will have more Braille gift cards around, especially around holidays. So I want to really give a shout out to those employees who made that suggestion at Marks and Spencer and also to the company for making these Braille gift cards. I think that's just awesome. So with that, I think we will wrap it up for this week. I hope you've enjoyed this podcast and that you will subscribe and share with other people. And just before we close, I just want to say that we are now on Apple Podcasts. We have our own Friday Finds feed. So yes, I feel very special. (laughs) And also we are a part of a network called IACast Network, which is sort of a collaborative fusion We are sort of coming together with Unmute. So we are one. And I'm just really excited about what that means for our audience in terms of the type of content that you'll be seeing. So I also wanted to say that I now have a web page for Friday Finds, which is awesome. Um, Right now, it doesn't have a whole lot on it, but I'm working on that. And it you can find that at fridayfinds.show. And if you would like to get in touch with me, I would love to hear your feedback. So you can send me a message. Our email is feedback at 
fridayfinds.show. That's feedback at fridayfinds.show. I appreciate your subscribing and sharing the podcast. I hope you have a great weekend and a great week ahead next week. And I will see you again soon.